Welcome to the Stack of Stats podcast. I am your host, Pam Maldonado, joined by my college football partner in crime, Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. And we are here to bring you our seven against the spread college football and or NFL contest picks. Harry, my man, finally, we broke through our 4-3 curse. We had back to back to back weeks of 4-3, finally pushed on through. We went five and two. How are you feeling about our strategy going forward? I'm feeling good. I like that. That's a great percentage, you know, and uh, we'll get to it in a little bit because uh, one of our losses was uh, Nebraska, correct? Mm-hmm. It was. And and I have, a, I, have a, I have a little bit of the Nebraska-Minnesota game, uh, something to say about that in a little bit with all our picks. But again, Nebraska, I mean, whether you got them at three and a half, three or two and a half, it all depended. But boy, they should have covered that game. It definitely should have. So that brings us 20 to 15 on the season. So let's see if we can keep it going. I don't want five and two. I'm not satisfied. I want seven and oh, I think you and I are 100 percent capable just to reiterate what it is that we are doing each week. We have we're in a contest seven against spread picks, either in college football and or in the NFL. Harry shares with me his absolute can't lose top three picks. I share with him my best bet, my best three. And together we decide our seventh. So let's take a look at your three best plays that you have for this week. You're alluding that you have um, you're either on or against Nebraska. Tell me why you're on Minnesota, the Minnesota Gophers at home plus four against Nebraska. Yeah. I like always getting a home dog like this. And this is kind of sometimes listen, sometimes spite bets win. And this is a spite bet kind of for me a little bit here too, (laughs) because Nebraska really, they had the game in their hands at the end of the game. They gave it to Michigan. Um, I liked what they did in terms of Adrian Martinez, but uh, being able to pass the ball and get down the field. And they did a nice job in the second half after a really slow starting first half, but uh, didn't uh, what, like I said, whether you've got the three and a half or the two and a half or the three, depending on how you covered. But I really think that was the game they needed to have. They still lost the game at home. Uh, Scott Frost needed a signature win there. He's been in a lot mm-hmm. of trouble and hasn't been what uh, uh, people expected in Lincoln coming from central Florida. So I think by losing that Michigan game, uh, it's going to be a letdown situation for them after giving it all they had in that game. Uh, Minnesota. um, They're shut. They shut out Colorado. They look like they're trying to get back to what they used to be in Minnesota. Wins 30 to zero on the road. But then they follow that up with a 14, 10 loss to Bowling Green. How are you so confident in Minnesota? (laughs) Well, I mean, again, you know, uh, their quarterback situation there again a couple of years ago mm-hmm. a lot better than it is now but i have yes. confidence in minnesota i just don't it's more of a thing where i, I think I mean, minnesota played tough uh a, a couple of weeks ago too they got us um in that uh game when we had them against we had purdue against minnesota and minnesota pulled the game out mm-hmm. um so they won and that was an impressive win for them too against uh against a, a decent purdue team and again uh mohammed ibrahim their best running back who had a great season last year went out in the first game of the season against Ohio state. And I thought that might've been a situation where Minnesota may have just packed it in. Not so much. They're still playing tough. They, like I said, they had that that, last couple wins. So I'm going to go against Nebraska here. I'm taking Minnesota at home as a dog, more than a field goal. Maybe Nebraska pulls this out for frost. They win this game by three, but I'm liking the plus four. Let's row that boat. The other Mm -hmm. game that you like is you're taking Mississippi state. I'm starting to see a trend here. You are fading the letdown spots. (laughs) You are, these are letdown spots from last Mm. week. They let down last week. They're going to let down this week. Mississippi state plus 17 at home to the Alabama crimson tide. 
Talk about the biggest upset of the season. Mm. Alabama dropped a loss to Texas A&M. Back-to-back games on the road. Alabama looks human. Mm-hmm. It had a narrow 31-29 win at Florida as 14-point favorites. And then, of course, follow that up with an outright loss to the Aggies as 19-point favorites, both on the road. So, yeah, I agree with this one. Prove to me that you can cover spreads on the road, but let me hear your reason. Look, let the cowboy, the cowbells ring in Starkville. I mean, this, this Alabama <laughs> defense is soft. I mean, teams are yeah. ripping right through them. I mean, they, they, they can score, no doubt about it. But I'll, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take Mississippi State with the points here. Uh, again, like we just had a couple of weeks ago, too, Bama also could have lost to Florida. They gave mm-hmm. up 250 yards on the ground in that game. And um, Mississippi State, uh, like we just mentioned, uh, Alabama lost in the upset of the year so far to A&M. Mississippi State beat uh, A&M this year. And then just their two losses, Mississippi State lost by a total of just seven points, getting 17 here at home. Bama, I know it's a bounce back game for them. Maybe they let's see what they do offensively, especially with Young. But I think this still with a with a quarterback like him, I think it's too many points with seventeen. Let me side pivot with you really quickly. What do you think about Bryce Young still co lead for the Heisman? Uh, yeah, he's still there, but it still wasn't that with the loss. I mean, if they would have pulled that game out, then they still clear uh, Heisman um, at, at winner at that point. But still, with losing that game. It's still up in the air, and Corral's numbers he's had a good game against Arkansas last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good runner, too. He runs more than Young does, too. So right now, I know they're still neck and neck. I still like Corral. All right. Well, then the third game that you like is a favorite. You are taking Arkansas Razorbacks minus four at home to Auburn. I don't dislike this. Faye Bonix on the road, except Bonix did actually upset LSU on the road a couple of weeks ago. So are we seeing a better version of Bonix on the road this season? Nah, big deal. Nah. LSU's not that good. Their, de- their defense is weak, and, and you know what? Arkansas has been pretty good. Bo Nix and Auburn. Look, they just—I the, thought they would actually get the cover last week against Georgia. I think maybe he played tough. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it done. Uh, Arkansas mm-hmm. played Mississippi very tough. They got that late cu- touchdown to get the cover. Um, Arkansas's offense too. I think they, they put up a lot of points in most of the games, except for the Georgia game. And Auburn struggled at times this season. And Bo Nix, just like six touchdowns this season, uh, just doesn't get it done for Auburn. Just hasn't. And hasn't played big games. And Arkansas has been very, very good the last couple of years. I like Arkansas with the points in here. I think they uh, they are the team that should probably be favored by two points, not, uh, not getting four. Absolutely. Well, Arkansas is minus four at home. Or four minus four, right, right. Yeah, minus four right, at home. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. So the three games that you like is Minnesota plus four at home to Nebraska, Mississippi State plus 17 at home to Alabama, and Arkansas minus four at home to Auburn. My next three, they're kind of ugly ones, and people are going to be like, what? But you got to roll with them. We are. I'm aiming for 7-0. I'm going for the teams that nobody's going to pay attention to. UCF plus 21 at Cincinnati. How am I wrong? The Knights, they clearly are not the same team without quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Absolutely, I'll 100% agree with that. But in two games without him, UCF is one and one. They lost 34-30 to Navy. They lost 20 to 16. They won 20 to 16 to East Carolina. Last year's spread was the Bearcats minus four. And now you're 21 point favorites. I'm still believing that the 2020 Bearcats were a much better team on defense and on offense than the 2021 Bearcats. UCF is now no longer pass heavy. They're run first team. They do still have playmakers. They have three running backs that can keep this game closer, run the ball, run the clock. UCF on the road, plus 21, in a huge overreaction to uh, to Cincinnati. 
to get to winning against Notre Dame, who had quarterback injuries in that matchup. If they had a healthy quarterback like a one week earlier, it possibly could have been a different outcome. But because they beat the Notre Dame brand, they're getting mm-hmm. too much, too much, too much, too much here. <laughs> you uh, you don't like the Cincinnati team. I love Cincinnati. Like. I love uh, Cincinnati last year. I was a week. huge. I was a huge advocate for Cincinnati being in the playoff last last year. I absolutely was. I 100% believe they could have. They were just stomping the, the most potent offenses in every single game. This year, they're not the same. Prove to me you're the same. And that stretch is going to come at the end of the season. It's not here yet. Look, I will say this. Central Florida hasn't lost by double digits since 2016, and they are getting three touchdowns. And they're getting three touchdowns. And why I like the 21 is because the opening line on this was 20. And now you're giving me a full three. Yes, I will take the better number. UCF plus 21 is Cincinnati. And second game that I like is UTSA Roadrunners minus 18 and a half at home to Rice. Rice, they're 122nd in total offense. They're 97th in total defense. UTSA is a top 10 in defending the run. And the Roadrunners are top 25 in total offense. Top Mm -hmm. 30 in offensive touchdowns. Top 30 in offensive touchdowns. The Roadrunners, they know how to score. And Rice is bottom 10 in opponent touchdowns allowed. I think UTSA running back since McCormick, they're just going to run all over this Rice team. We saw what the Longhorns did to them. Absolutely demolish, shut them out. I think UTSA, though not as potent, of course, that's not what I'm saying, as the Longhorns, fully capable of just running up 40-plus points up on Rice. Look, I, I can't disagree with you because you had a you liked UTSA last week. Uh, that was a nice one, and uh, yeah, Rice is pathetic. I mean, Rice has one <laughs> two in a row actually, but they are really. But you look at the numbers; they just get trounced uh, statistically, especially offensively. Um, can't disagree with you. With the Roadrunners nailed it last week, so let's roll with them again. Roll with them and again, they're, and they're undefeated. Yeah, absolutely. UTSA, they are undefeated. Let's keep that train going. Sincere McCormick, run all over this team. Hawaii, 14 plus, four, plus 14 and a half at Nevada. I like this one. Nevada, they are a top 40 rushing defense, 107th in passing yards allowed. So you can see the discrepancy. Mm. They are good run defense. They're a good run defense. They're not a good passing defense. Bottom half in opponent touchdowns allowed. Hawaii, they've already faced a high powered passing team defeating fresno state they're third in passing yards 27 who is third in passing yards 27 to 24 that was just a couple weeks ago and what is hawaii strength they're 90th in total defense that doesn't sound good but they are tied fifth best in takeaways if you are a pass first team you are always going to be vulnerable to throwing interceptions against a top tier team in takeaways Mm, I, I like that. You know, Hawaii, look, uh, they have won two in a row. Uh, and that they did upset Fresno two weeks ago. Normally, I would say um, I wouldn't like them this week because of the letdown. But they have had, that was two weeks ago. So they've had to buy to think about it and be con- and then be prepared for uh, Nevada's quarterback, Carson Strong. By the way, Carson Strong's numbers are pretty impressive. 1,600 yards, okay. 14 touchdowns, three picks. So it's a little risky going against, uh, going against him in Reno uh, with Hawaii having mm-hmm. to travel. But, uh, getting two touchdowns and the way Hawaii's played lately um, and getting prepared for strong, then uh, should be a closer game than people think. So then those are the three games that I like UCF plus 21 at 
Cincinnati, UTSA minus 18 and a half at home to Rice, and then Hawaii plus 14 and a half and Nevada. So then we need to come up with our seventh pick. We have mm. some options up on the board. You said in a text, Pam, come up with it. I want us to come with it. Come, I need yeah. us to agree. That is how we get to seven and zero. Oh, is if we both agree. So some mm. of the options that I laid out was Syracuse plus 13 and a half at home to Clemson, which is a Friday night game. Um, briefly on this one. Clemson sucks. <laughs> Their offense is just terrible. You can't score, yeah. can't put up points. They have a great defense, absolutely. But guess what? So does Syracuse. They're pre- they're decent enough to keep this game close. Their offense is good enough to keep this close. I think Clemson is like t- they're tinkering right there with getting an upset. They almost lost to Boston College. We were on Boston College. Could have had that mm-hmm. outright win. Syracuse plus 13 and a half to a Clemson team that is still getting points for being a Clemson name, but not having the same Clemson mm-hmm. playmaking abilities. What do you think about Syracuse? Yeah, you're right. A couple of weeks ago, we had Boston College over Clemson. That was a winner for us in one of our picks. Um, we've talked about Sean Tucker, the running back for Syracuse this year, too. 800 yards, averaging six yards to carry, nine touchdowns, been very impressive. Um, the three losses by Syracuse only by a total of 16 points, which makes me like the points more uh, here mm-hmm. in the spot too. But the only thing I'm a little concerned about, and we'll get into a couple other ones here. The only thing I'm uh, over the games, what I'm concerned about is Syracuse actually has lost back-to-back games by three points in both lost at the buzzer in overtime against Wake Forest last week. So losing back-to-back games by three Clemson, not covering in quite some time. Um, this is a game that I do like Syracuse for the points here because you mentioned Clemson just can't score, but I'm a little concerned about the back-to-back where their heads will be after this. Okay. Well, then another option that we have is Purdue plus 12 at Iowa. Iowa, what makes Iowa defense so good is they are number their top. They're the best team in the nation for takeaways. Well, their leading defensive back Riley Moss. He is out for at least a few weeks from injury. So he leads the team in interceptions with four. He's tied for third in the country for interceptions. He's tied for first, I believe, in the country for interceptions taken away. Um, Well, now they're without him. So this defense is not going to be as strong. And now your offense, we know your offense can't score, potentially could have lost last week. Um, that, that should have been a loss to Penn State if Sean Clifford didn't get out of that game from injury. So now Purdue, they are a tough team. The Purdue's defense is actually top 15, top 20 defense in the country. And now you're facing Iowa that doesn't have much of an offense. 12 points sounds just like too much when your best defensive player is out and knowing that your offense can't score. Maybe so, but boy, this Iowa team just still impresses Absolutely. me every single week. They just get it done. They win these games. They grind it out. They, they find ways. The greatest stuff offensively, but they're just a solid team. And I don't think I can take Purdue here just because Purdue's offense, uh, very lack, lackluster. Actually, actually pretty bad considering the last three games. Last three games, they scored 13 points in all of them. That's not going to do it against an Iowa Hawkeye team that just at any time can explode. Don't really right. love this game. But again, okay. Iowa just impressed me so much this year. And I've been on the other side sometimes. So I like to stay away from the games. No, that works for me because mm. also Mar- uh, Purdue, we don't know what quarterback they are going to get because they're on, they're switching, they're alternating between mm. quarterbacks right now. One of them has thrown zero interceptions. They switched from him and went to somebody who's thrown five interceptions. Um, yeah. Tell me who's the one that should be starting. <laughs> yeah. And, and Petrus for, uh, and Petrus for Iowa. Doesn't put up huge numbers quarterback wise, but he's but he gets it done. 
Absolutely. So the another game that we like um, that I have listed as an option is North Texas plus 11 at home to Marshall. Um, keep fading Marshall until they prove that they can cover spreads. The thundering herd, they can't cover. They are two and four against the spread this season. They are one and four against the spread as a favorite in week three. They lost. They lost 42 to 38 as nine and a half point favorites. They lost in week five, 34 to 28 as 10 point favorites. And just last week, they won 20 to 13 as 20 point favorites to old dominion in overtime. I don't care who you are, what team it is, fade, fade, fade until you prove that you can cover a spread, much less a double digit spread. And the reason why they are doing so poorly and having these outright losses is because they are the last team. They are second worst team for giveaways, fumbles, interceptions, you name it. They have it multiple each game in those three games that I listed alone. They had 11 turnovers and that's what's helping teams stay in the games. What do you think about fading Marshall? Tough conference to bet on. I mean, we had that game that you mentioned, the 42-38 before. We were covering that game late, 42, I think it was 42-24 at the time that we had it, or something like that, 42-21. We were laying 10 with Marshall, and they give up a couple late touchdowns. Win by four, we were laying 10. We were up 17 in the fourth, something like that. Um, uh, Tough team, tough team to to take, tough conference to bet overall. Uh, North Texas, Lost four in a row, three by double digits. So they're no good. Taking Marshall seems like the play here. But overall, like you just mentioned, they can't cover it. I just don't like the game. All right, then we'll go ahead and skip out on that. So, so far, we have an option of Syracuse plus 13 and a half. There's two on the board that you like. Arizona plus six at Colorado. Miami plus seven at UNC. Uh, let's talk about those. What's going on? Yeah, like uh, I know it's kind of crazy to say, but uh, and I know you kind of look at a little bit, too. <laughs> is to take the Wildcats of Arizona plus six at Colorado. Look, Colorado's god-awful, too. I mean, the only reason why they're minus six is because uh, they're home. Otherwise, if Arizona's home, they'd probably be a six-point favorite in the spot, too. Uh, I know Arizona lost to Northern Arizona, one of their worst losses probably in in school history, but Colorado is awful. Uh, The last three games, they've been outscored by 76 points. Uh, Arizona at least covered this year against BYU and covered in Eugene against Oregon. Uh, college, this is crazy for a college, for teams to be in the fifth, six games of the season. Colorado's leading receiver on the team on the team doesn't have a hundred yards yet. They don't have a guy. <laughs> they don't have a player. They don't have a player that has ten receptions on the team. I mean, they're just getting trounced lately. And I think for them to be late, anything is insane. And like I said, Arizona at least after that Northern Arizona loss at home in Tucson. They've shown a little bit something. They've been playing tougher. Uh, I think plus six is a, is a great play here, and I even think the money line is worth the play. This is a very winnable game. Colorado, 130th in total offense, 82nd in total defense. Um, I don't dislike that at all unless we know that Arizona, uh, they're fighting. <laughs> they need a win under the belt. Mm-hmm. This is probably the only winnable game that they have on their schedule. The other game that you like is Miami plus seven at North Carolina. Tell me about that one. Yeah, you know what? They don't have De'Aaron Keen. So then how are you back in a team that doesn't have a quarterback? That makes it very difficult. But I mean, and I know they got trounced by North Carolina last year, like 62, 26. Um, but I just, this North Carolina team, I don't know where not their the heads are at. Not the same. Sam Howell's not the same. I think Sam Howell, uh, boy, and what a season from uh, the past two seasons. He had 68 touchdowns past two seasons. Um and this year's been just such a disappointment for the Tar Heels. I think he's lost a lot of draft spots in this. I think he's lost a lot of money oh, staying around in North Carolina, right? And uh, 
and you're and, and I don't and, and Mac Brown needs that. Your your guy Mac Brown uh, kind of has to. Uh, You've broken up. <laughs> I mean, it's just not it's just not a good fit right now. They don't look good. Uh, yeah, no, Derek King. That's that, that's an issue. But getting seven on the road, it maybe it seems like a small number here to me. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards the Hurricanes. And I again, I don't know where you at UNC's heads are at. All right. So then I don't dislike, I can't do Miami only because they don't have a quarterback. I don't need, sure. I don't want to, I don't want to mess with that at all. Um, North Texas makes sense. Marshall looks like the play, but until you can prove otherwise, and then Purdue hundred percent, I love Iowa. I have them in a futures market in multiple ways. Um, yes, they can just turn it on even without their defensive back. So let's choose then between Syracuse plus 13 and a half at home to Clemson who Clemson has not won a game by more than six points. Or mm-hmm. let's take a road team in Arizona plus six at Colorado. Who? Why are you favorites? <laughs> well, look, last week you uh, uh, put it on my shoulders. You let me pick the seventh game. I came up with the Buffalo Bills. That was a nice one. Um, <sighs> the pressure. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we're uh, we're we're two. Not only we're, we are two and zero in the NFL. Two and zero. Not only two and zero in the NFL. Two and zero betting against Kansas City in in Arrowhead. But mm-hmm. um, but I will. Uh, I like Arizona in the spot, I, I, but they are a bad team, but so isn't Colorado. But uh, I'll let you pick this one. You pick it. Is it either Arizona or Syracuse? Okay. I think you have to go with Syracuse, who at least is covering spreads. They mm-hmm. are, they're not winning their games, but they are covering as underdogs. Clemson is not covering. They're not, they're barely squeaking by with wins in Arizona. We faded them last week as seven, as what, 16 and a half point dogs. So right. now this is a much smaller spread. I don't know. I'm feeling Syracuse this week. I think it can definitely happen. I think yeah, they, I, I like Syracuse enough that they can come out with an outright win themselves. And like we said, uh, over the past couple of years, they've had some battles with Clemson. Um, and Sean Tucker is a star on that team. Uh, he can he can uh, dominate a team. He can dominate the run game. Why not? Because again, Clemson just can't uh, double digit favorites again, and they can't cover. All right. Well, then let's uh, go with Syracuse and let's okay. roll the dice and hope that that is it. Then that those are seven against the spread picks. We're going to go with Minnesota plus four at home to Nebraska, Mississippi State plus seventeen at home to Alabama. Arkansas minus four at home to Auburn, UCF plus 21 on the road at Cincinnati, UTSA Roadrunners minus 18 and a half at home to Rice, and then Hawaii plus 14 and a half at Nevada. And our seventh pick, we are rolling with Syracuse plus 13 and a half at home to Clemson. Those are seven against the spread picks for college football. Do make sure to check out Harry's work on bestbetcorner.com and extrapoints.com and on the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. You can follow him on Twitter at AAO Harry. You can follow me on Twitter at Pamela M35. Harry, my man, thank you for joining me once again. I can't wait to do it next week when I get to celebrate with you a 7 and 0 week. Let's do it. Hey, Pam, keep we're getting over 500 every week. We're rocking. Every week, every Spending week. A little keep bit it up. more, a little bit more. Okay. Thanks. That does it for another college football podcast on Stack of Stacks. Stacks.